welcome angry faithful today on psychos and sociopaths we're going on a little journey on this one because uh i found this article that said the actual person from jeepers creepers was basically it wasn't the creature itself it was the intro on jeepers creature uh jeeper creepers that they use creepers yes i I can't even talk right now but they use that uh as an intro to the movie which the movie was totally different but they used it on the intro of the movie and people were like uh since now people like talking to me oh yeah you should do it over this we found this and i looked at it and i was like i'll i'll check it out you know one of those things you go oh i'll check it out and later down the line you're like oh yeah i gotta check out that thing and i looked it up i'm like oh my god yeah this guy was he was a special 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 idiot well actually not an idiot i mean he was just a special shit he happens to be the reason why men in divorce get a bad name like they're afraid you're going to be like this guy. Well, for starters, have you seen that guy? Have you seen pictures of this guy? Oh yeah, no. <laughs> he he looks like he's a monster I mean, from a horror movie. Do we fit the profile? Absolutely not. And, and for what it's worth, and this is going to piss our female listeners off, all of them. They're the ones watching. I mean, they're the ones that go to sleep at night watching the first 48. They're the ones going to sleep at night watching murder mysteries based on real life. They're the ones watching these documentaries on the on the ID Discovery Channel. They're the like ones watching that us watch shows. Thank you for like, watching. Yes, and they watch us. Or listen to us. Women, thank you for listening. Not all, but a lot of women. I mean, they watch shit like Snapped or listen to podcasts like Dirty John, you know, and I'm like. Or Psychos uh, and Sociopaths. I'm plugging our fucking shit the entire time. You right, say fine. something else. So, listen. all right. So with that being said, we ask here kindly at Angry Me Productions that if you do commit murder and you are arrested, this is our legal disclaimer. We do not, uh, the, the, the acts and views and opinions expressed on this show do not directly reflect those of Angry Me Production as a whole. And we disavow any association with crimes that may be committed in the future to our podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm seriously, <laughs> I started this thing and even starting it, I was like, dude, I hope I don't get somebody a fan or anything like that. And they come back around. It's like, Hey, I listened to your podcast. Oh, that's great. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in prison and, uh, gave me some ideas. Wait a minute. What? <laughs> Wait, hold up. Hold up. When, when, can you Did you up? plug us on the stand? Please tell me you plugged us on the stand. <laughs> <laughs> I got all my stuff from uh, Psychos and Sociopaths, uh, Ain't Your Me Production. David, David, whoa, 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 get your freaking name out of my, man, eh, go mm, ahead. No. no, don't be that desperate. Don't be that desperate. I don't know. Don't be that desperate because even if your name goes in their mouth. Just saying, dude. I know. And know. if they have braces, that's kids behind bars. I know, right? But <laughs> oh, we got we got three more uh, subscribers. That's good from the from the uh, 
on the YouTube channels. Hey, uh, welcome, fuck nuggets and fuck nuggetettes. Yes. Yes. And uh, just in case everybody's wondering, and I mean, you can't really see it all too well. I try to cover it up because I injured myself at work that it was totally just a regular injury, nothing stupid other than the person that ended up. I work with glass. Right, so here's here's what happened. I was throwing the glass. So I was going to make a meme out of that picture you sent me. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Do it. I don't give a fuck. You know what? Where? Oh, there's my phone. Go ahead and start. And uh, I'm going okay, to shoot I'll this start to this. you. Yeah. And we're going to start this out. On Easter Sunday, April 15th, 1990. Bum, bum, bum. Along a lonely road. 12 miles outside Coldwater, Michigan. Dude, I've actually got this and it was actually good. It was actually good. Go for it. Don't know. Go for it. I'm sorry. Dude, I apologize. Along a lonely road, 12 miles out Coldwater, Michigan. Ray, okay, I can't do it anymore because my throat's getting (laughs) harsh. Ray and and Marie uh, Thornton set off on a luxury drive. In the, uh, in the country, as they did every weekend. In just a matter of minutes, their uh, routine sunny, uh, Sunday outing replaced this ordinary law-abiding couple at the center stage of an ominous mystery. As they drove south on uh, Snow Prairie Road, a van sped up from behind and passed them. One of the games they like uh, would... Uh, one of the games they would play while driving was making names out of license plates. Bree noticed that the van license plate began with GZ. So they came up with G's. He's really in a hurry. Several miles down the road, the Thorns, Thornton, Thornton, uh, came across the van and its driver a second time. As they approached the old schoolhouse, Marie saw a man walking behind it, walking behind it with a bloody blanket. As they passed the school, they noticed the van parked between the building and a large tank. Minutes later, the van pulled up behind, behind them again and rode their bumper for nearly two miles. The Thornton game uh again helped marie remember the first two letters of the van's license plate which she wrote down on a piece of paper finally ray turned off the highway when he did the van pulled to the side of the road they then uh, decided to turn around and come back in an attempt to get the full license plate number as they approached they noticed that the man was changing the license plate marie also noticed that the front passenger door was covered with blood. Fearing the worst, the Thorntons returned to the schoolhouse to search your bloody blanket, uh, to search for the bloody blanket. They found, they found it particularly stuffed into a small animal hole. They immediately went and contacted the police on an otherwise pleasant spring afternoon they had a chance upon evidence of a shocking crime, a crime which marked 
the complete and tragic disintegration yeah of a family oh this great disintegration of a family they witnessed the final chapter of a bitter heated conflict between a husband and wife which ended up in murder get a drink to outward uh, appearances 46 year old Dennis Dupu 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 Stephen Hawking help me out yeah Dupu that's Dupu French names Ha-ha. To our appearances, 46-year-old Dennis DePew and his wife, 48-year-old uh, wife, uh, Marilyn of Coldwater, had confronted, uh, confirmed middle-class life. Both had uh, great, great gratifying careers. Man, I'm so tongue-tied right now. Cold weather. Or I'm just tongue-tied in, uh, in general. He was state. Uh, he was a state Michigan pros- uh, property assessor, uh, assessor, while she was a Coldwater High School counselor. Together, they were raising three healthy children. And let me see. <laughs> you know what, man? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, I gotta give that to. I'm gonna put that in our group. <laughs> okay, what paragraph? Easy. Okay, uh, let's see here. Uh, several miles down the road, Gordon's. Where, where'd you leave off? Uh, oh, uh, I figured something out that we need to start doing. Uh. Uh, the other guest that had Michael, he gave me a, a good idea, is whenever we have, which I didn't do on this one, I was going, I was at, uh, but beneath uh, the surface. What you do is you just highlight one, one, uh, one of the one of the words, mm-hmm. and then we got carry on from there. You get my man. Where did you leave off? Because I was going to start reading. But beneath the surface, smothering tension threatened to erupt at any moment. Hmm. Yes, there we go. After the children were born, Dennis grew sullen and withdrawn. He began to isolate himself from the family and accused Marilyn of turning the children against him. See, it's not so much the micro voice that I'm going to pull out here. It's going to be the old-fashioned Robert Stack reading, you know, because, I mean, this is from the Unsolved Mysteries fan page, right? Yeah. The Depew's daughter, Julie, recalled that they did not fight with each other. In fact, they rarely talked to each other at all. Marilyn told her co-worker, Ann Dunkel, that she was unhappy with her marriage in 1989 after 18 years of she finally gave up and filed for divorce. When asked why she wanted to get a divorce, she said that the marriage was broken up. 
told her lawyer, Richard Kolbeck, that she wanted to be more of her own person. Raising her family, she saw fit. She felt that Dennis was trying to domineer her, run, run her life, and not allow her to make decisions that she wanted to make. Dennis agreed to let her have primary custody of the children. Regarding their property, he was very willing to allow her to have most of it. Despite Dennis's attempts to keep the marriage intact, and the divorce became final in December of 1989. He was granted bi-weekly visitation rights, but the children were often reluctant to spend time with him. He was also granted access to the guest house, which he used both as an office and, and as an excuse to maintain control over his family. After the divorce, Marilyn changed all of the locks on the house's doors. Despite this, one day, she came home and found him sitting on the couch. She had no idea how he got in because he did not have access to the new keys to the door. She told Anne that she was frightened about that. And one day, out of the blue, Dennis indicated to his co-worker, Jen Markowski, that he was contemplating suicide and murder. On Easter Sunday, 1990, Dennis arrived to pick up two of the children for a visit. Julia had already refused to go with him. When their son Scott asked to stay a bit longer, Dennis became angry with him. Marilyn and Dennis then got into an argument in which he blamed her for ruining his life. As he pushed her down the hallway, he began to hit her as the children pleaded with him to stop. Then he pushed her down, or pushed her down the stairs, and she fell onto the landing. He went to her and began to hit her more. The oldest daughter, Jennifer, ran to a neighbor's house to call the sheriff's office. At the same time, Dennis took a uh, severely injured Marilyn up the stairs. As he dragged her out of uh, out to his van, he told the children that he was going to take her to the hospital. Julie noticed that she was not uh, walking on her own. When Julie called out uh, called out to her, she did not respond. Apparently, to be in a daze. The Dupuy Dupuy God, man, I already did this like several times. And I can't even get the name right. Uh, never arrived at the hospital. Sheriff's deputies. And Michigan State Police immediately began a search for them. The same afternoon, the Thorntons witnessed Dennis' strain acti uh, strange at activities, found the uh, bloody uh, black blanket. Man, I cannot talk right now. Uh, in the yard of the schoolhouse, the area was clearly cornered off. The authorities ban uh, began to assume the worst. Marilyn was probably dead. They discovered several, uh, several, is that you scratching or me scratching? Here's some scratching out of the sound. Okay. The tracks were later matched to Genesis van. The blood was Marilyn's. The next day, a, a highway worker discovered Marilyn's body just off a deserted road in Bell Township. Midway between the schoolhouse and her home. She had been shot once in the back of the head. Just days later, Dennis sent a series of wild random letters to why my Siri went off on my phone for some ungodly reason. Show them the back. 
Ramblings, uh, rambling letter, uh, letters to friends and relatives in which he tried to justify her death. To Jan, he wrote, Marilyn had many, many opportunities to threaten, treat me fairly during this divorce, but she chose, she chose to string it out, trick me, lie to me, and when you lose your wife, children, and home, there's not much left. I was too old to start over. Altogether, Dennis sent a total of 17 letters postmarked in Virginia, Iowa, Oklahoma, based on the letters, and felt that he was trying to say that Marilyn's friends were the ones that caused her death, even though he was the one that pulled the trigger. Marilyn's parents felt that the only closure they would could uh, get regarding her loss was to be uh, was to have Dennis caught three months after the murder Dennis sent copies of a 13 page letter to a number of friends and relatives it read like a treacy a chilling 5,000 word rationality which takes literally from the bible throughout an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, a lie for a lie, a lie for the life. I realize that vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. But sometimes the Lord is too busy doing other things. You know who I hear say stuff like that? Marines. Crazy people? <laughs> they're, like, they're like, vengeance may be the Lord's, but it's up to us to arrange the meeting. they say stuff like that i've said stuff like that yeah i mean it's like kill them all and let god sort them out yeah (laughs) or what your next words better be some shakespearean bullshit because that's going on your tombstone (laughs) right (laughs) exactly that's a good one wasn't it not mine i don't know what movie it was from but it was from a movie oh dude dude i'm i'm totally digging on it okay now the results on this because we we ended up getting this from an unsolved mystery this mystery is actually solved uh at 8 30 p.m on the night of the broadcast a woman named mary arrived uh, at her home outside dallas texas her boyfriend hake queen which that is that's kind of that's such an original name i'm just my name is hank queen yeah. I'm going to piss a lot of people off. Dude, what is it? I'm on a roll today. I mean, you I'm are pissing on a off roll. the majority of our customer of our of our listener base. And now the alphabet gang is going to come after me. Yeah, pretty much. I yep. mean, look at look at what they're going with Joe Rogan right now. We'll get into that. Yeah, we can during the show wrap. That so yeah. yeah uh hank queen was already there his van was parked in the driveway which uh, was out of the ordinary because he usually kept it inside the garage when she came inside he told her that his mother was very ill and that he needed to make an emergency trip home he asked her to make him some sandwiches for the trip she felt that something else was going on but was not sure what that was as he gathered up his clothes and some personal items, he gave her instructions on preparing the food for his trip. After putting 
his belongings in a in the van. He said goodbye to her. He she could tell something was troubling him. She had a feeling that she would never see him again. Later that night, Maria was shocked to learn that Hank was actually Dennis and that he had just been uh, featured on a broadcast. She believed believes that he was watching the show and deliberately kept uh, keeping her distracted in the kitchen so that he uh, that she would not see it and that he could uh, leave uh interestingly god interestingly yeah she had been uh, suspicious of him in the past asking a private investor to look into him nothing was found at the time one of mary's friends called the telecenter and provided authorities with a texas license plate number of Dennis, uh, Dennis's van. Four hours later, his life came to a violent end just across Louisiana, Louisiana, Mississippi state border. When Louisiana state troopers spotted Dennis's van, they attempted to pull him over. He led the police on a 15 mile high speed chase and broke through two police barricades. Warren County, Mississippi Sheriff Paul Barnett, Barnett, yeah, Barnett, Paul. told his deputies that if the van, van refused to stop, they should shoot out its tires, uh, its front tires. They missed the front tires, but got both uh, back ones. Dennis traveled about a half a mile before his van became uh, came to a stop at around 4 a.m. After shooting, firing two shots through his windshields at the deputies, another through an open window, he turned his gun onto himself and took his own life. Paul believes that he intended to die that night, either by the deputies or by his own hand. Dennis was the first Pussy. fugitive featured on the broadcast to have committed suicide. I guess whatever thing that they were watching. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's one of those. I mean, if you look at the picture of this guy. And kind of the woman too. They were just I, I, they they needed someone, the the uh, photographer for those photos. Yeah, did not do them justice at all. Usually they don't. Yeah, I mean they. I mean she kind of looks really weird looking, and he just looks like he, she dug him up. It, it what did, really what did I say earlier? It was. Um... They look like Herman Munster a little bit. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna put the photo. We need to, I need to send you photos of these people so you can make thumbnails. So we can start putting thumbnails on the but but yeah it's they were he was freaking creepy looking and this is one of those cases though is he was narcissistic he wanted to control everything she wanted out of the whole situation which in in all rights she should be kicked out of the situation or she should legally gone through the divorce and everything like that and it's also the basic fact of like i was telling somebody is well, I was telling Maria, I was telling Maria, if someone 
someone messes with my uh life too much and everything like that to mm-hmm. where it becomes a problem they seem more toxic i cut them off yeah they're out of my life they they're on my phone they're on my social media they have no contact with me if they contact with me because uh, even uh i have one guy that uh every once in a while he he's toxic and my dad tells me he's like hey i saw this guy i'm like okay and my dad asked me it's like why don't you i was like dude's toxic i can't deal with that yeah i'm i'm on a four road and i don't need that stuff anymore and i can do i can do bad enough i can do bad enough on my own yeah i can fuck up my own life very good i don't need anybody's help but also it's also that the factor is uh she shouldn't let she yeah if she was having these problems beforehand and everything like that yeah she gave him an in really not with the children Uh, i'm talking about keeping the guest house to where he can use it as an office yeah i mean usually in cases like this that they give a little bit of the 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 wife gives a little bit of uh leeway on certain things and everything mm-hmm. but it's it started to seem like it was narcissistic to where he was really wanting to control and everything like that and yeah there's a lot of that that goes around these days yeah yeah we won't talk about that yeah no we'll, we'll be we'll be we'll be good people yeah fuck it but anyways uh situations like this though uh it's it's really hard to judge i mean sometimes a situation when you're both going to divorce sometimes you have good ones sometimes you have really bad ones uh this was a really bad one where the the future ex-wife ended up dying and he just went oh, all at that point when crazy, she died crazy. she was the ex-wife yeah she was the ex-wife yeah yeah and and he he tried to justify that that that's another thing is, is he, uh, people that take take the blame or don't want to take the blame for something they did the, mm-hmm. uh, this is working corrections i've had I had so many people when I'm working corrections, they either, uh, oh, I could have gotten away with it if I did this, 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 or you know how much money I made when I was on the streets and everything, dealing drugs? I'm like, apparently enough to get you landed in prison for a, a long stint. <laughs> right. You're a friend, or, dude. Yeah. I, I, I've had contacts with people that did that, and they were like, I, I, you know, I had more money than you when I was at, uh, out dealing drugs and everything, and you're working in here. I was like, huh? So you're still on that football tro, uh, football uh, win back in, uh, back in high school, huh? Coach just would have put me in. He could have won state. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, or, uh, uh, Mike uh, Kipps gets said during uh during our uh interview uh you just you're just having an al bundy moment aren't you yeah yeah through the well, i was thinking touchdown. more of uncle rico but yeah yeah al bundy works too i mean because al bundy was kind of a he was a man among men he was a hero he was 
It was what we all aspire to be. Yeah. <laughs> Not really. Oh, how did you like that uh that one video about the comedy that I sent? The, oh, yeah. The special needs uh mm-hmm. cop. <laughs> I wish no. they would do comedy like that again. <laughs> that was hilarious. Fuck. That was that was so fucked up. That was so fucked up. Yeah. Quit whispering in my ear. Yeah. It's not gonna help you. <laughs> it'll help a little bit no 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 but anyways uh the other thing we want to talk about is how people in uh social media are right now we got the whole uh Whoopi goldberg and and now uh, well before that it was uh joe rogan yeah and what's really funny and and it's actually true the most most of the uh uh catalog is owned by Pfizer the CEO of Pfizer I looked it up it's actually true it's it, it weirded me out yeah yeah that bad huh yeah i'm just not going to say anything because I mean, especially with this this deal with with Joe Rogan. I mean, it's sad because we obviously outnumber them. However, you get enough knuckleheads together, and you apparently can absolutely just positively devastate somebody's career. Yeah. And for if nothing else, nothing more than just sheer, unadulterated, malicious intent. Because why? They don't agree with you. And you have become the very thing that you have sworn to hate. And that is a fascist. So congratulations to the left. Uh, Very, very, you know. Oh, they didn't uh, win. No, no, no. I'm just saying, you know, congratulations on, um, you know being the one thing that you said you despise it's kind of funny how that works me and me and me and my co-worker talking about that today uh is how they they want to treat people and uh and ostracize certain groups and everything and this is coming from the right does this too and so does the left well everybody you know know, like i said everybody's guilty of it but it just kind of seems it seems funny when you know, you get a specific demographic of people that are like, oh, my God, I can't believe that you would say something like that. But yet in the same breath, they'll turn around and gather up all of their croonies and. And and run the, can- you know, run the cancel game on you. And it's just like it, dude, it's it's laughable. At yeah. Best. Or or they'll although they'll, they'll say they're never going to uh, buy this product like the Carhartt <laughs> stuff. Yeah, look, you already paid for it. The company's already made their money. If you don't want to be seen with it, just turn the shit inside out. Yeah. I mean, if I, if Carhartt wants <laughs> to send us take something, the, or takes the thing out, if Carhartt just put a piece of tape, a ta- put a piece, put a piece of electrical tape over it. I mean, I know that you people have got. I mean, well, enough of you blue collar guys out there and girls probably have at least five or six hundred rolls of electrical tape because nobody ever seems to be able to keep up with the one that they buy in the first place yeah myself included 
But hey, if Carhartt wants to send us free shit, I will wear a fucking Carhartt beanie hat on the show. I don't care. Call me a sellout, but you know what? That shit's warm. Yeah, it is. It really. I mean, most of the stuff that I get, I was, I was talking when I was talking to Maria. She was, she was like, "I'm, I'm so cold." I was like, "Why haven't you got like a Carhartt?" Uh, uh, damn it, I can't even think. Overalls. She's like, "What?" Yeah, Carhartt overalls. You just put them on. You have your regular uh, clothing and They're everything. They're called coveralls, by the way. Coveralls. Well, no, they have. They have. Uh, yeah, they do have overalls, but the yeah. coveralls is what you were probably referring to. Well, they have coveralls. I was probably anyways, referring to that one. Anyways, moving on. moving on. But I told her that. I was like, why don't you get that? She's like, why would I get that? I was like, because when I worked worked in uh, corrections in days like this during the wintertime when it was raining, sleeting, and everything like that, I had to put one of those on just so I could do the uh, uh, gates at times. It's just one of those times. Yeah, exactly. So, but anyways, that's the end of the show, everybody. We get our complaints at the end of the show, usually. We need to start doing that so we don't get off track. But I'm David Dickerman. I'm Johnny Skelton. And thank you for watching everything. Uh, Psychos and Sociopaths. Don't have a good day, people. Have a a great great day. day.